Hey there, Sean. Hey, Pierce. How's it going? It's pretty okay. All right. That means it's time for another episode of the It's Pretty Okay podcast. Let's do it. Let's start the show. Are you alone now? Did you lose the monkey? He gave you back aches, and now you slouch. Okay. Uh, so now that we've all been cooped up inside for three months uh, and have very limited human contact, uh, it's put more pressure on uh, sort of online communication. And yes, a lot of that has been uh, through Zoom, which is something we talked about on our last episode about how like offices and schools are running. Um, but a lot of it is also just in like texting people. And so mm-hmm. I think in a lot of ways, because uh, social group Zooms are not always the most efficient way to get people together, uh, one of the things that happens is that that's taken the form of uh, a greater importance of the group text. Yes. And that is all well and good until something happens. Mm. Yeah. Until, I, uh, I, I, until, as, uh, until one bad apple comes in and spoils the bunch <laughs> because that's how well, the rest, a, because that's how the rest no. of that analogy goes. So, a bad apple it's spoils not a bad the apple. bunch. <laughs> oh, that's, that's actually it's a really good actually point. actually not an apple at all. It's more like an orange or a, I don't know, Kevin. What is it? <laughs> uh, it's someone using possibly a more uh, open thing that anyone could use, and not just someone who in particular. Well, product. you know what? You know what, Kevin? I'm not friends with anyone. I'm friends with you, and you stab me in the back <laughs> with a green knife. <laughs> uh, so yeah. So um, so, yeah. <laughs> so we're talking about what happens when you have. A nice, smoothly running, all iPhone group text going, and then someone goes fucking rogue. <laughs> so, so I do, I do want to be fair for a moment and say that that um, it will be the last we, moment that anyone is fair on this. Podcast yeah, it's the last today. moment that anyone's fair. Um, we did. We still have a group text that we we can use, but early on in in this the quarantine period. Uh, we had to switch to to a different app that I guess I will buzz market because they need help. Uh, WhatsApp, um, because <laughs> because something was up such that and it, it still happens in other places. If you have a, a green box person like like Kevin is um, an Android person in this case, not a Windows phone or anything, um, things were disrupted. We weren't getting messages. But if you if you subscribe to the the Apple overarching. Um, you know the big fruit then then you are able to have your iMessages come in without without issue as you're part of that ecosystem but I, you know so it can work but but i think more we're talking about today is is there are these camps you know there's there's tribalism in our communications in a way that that is you know unheralded in human history and and kevin was was part of the big fruit camp and has now left for the little robot camp and uh i mean 
maybe we start there. So, Kevin, you were part of this Apple ecosystem. I mean, in some ways, you even, I think at that time, or, or close to it, you even had a, a Mac computer. You were, you were kind of in it for a bit there. But now you've, you've left that pasture. Yeah, and I think... So I don't really subscribe to your tribalism thing, because for me, it's never been a... I, I feel like I'm one of the few people I know that I do like an iPhone better. Um, mm-hmm. However, for a while, I was able to get an iPhone at the same, the newest iPhone at the same price as other phones through cell phone carrier, you know, sign-up plans or whatever. And in my most recent venture into that world, that that is no longer the case. And for me, I like the iPhone more. I don't like the iPhone twice as more. Mm-hmm. And... So for me, in this case, going to the Android, like I, it was an economic decision, but I do think that this ethos that was kind of born where, oh, Apple stuff, it works better. Like it, I think that was true when Apple first got going, and I think other things have caught up now, but Apple has, you know, all Apple has done is they have made your texting app and your Wi-Fi texting app like the same thing and shut off anyone else from using it so i i just i mean it, it's it's all brilliant all i'm saying is that i think that the iphone's great it's not worth twice the amount of money of everything mm-hmm. else and i don't really think that people shop for phones the way that they shop for other things and that kind of annoys me but <laughs> consistency anyway consistency so, over all, everything yeah so all that's to say is i i'm sorry that i switched over um Blame the cell phone providers for stopping their amazing sign-up plans. Um, and if Apple ever wanted to adopt the Wi-Fi texting capability of my phone, they could, but they choose not to. They choose to use something proprietary. Well, you so you know, so there, what has risen in the place of uh, your ability to sign away two years of your freedom. Uh, in terms of being able to switch to a different cell phone carrier in exchange for a better price on an iPhone. Um, what has risen in in its place is the ability to sign away your freedom to Apple. Uh, they've got this, uh, whatever, iPhone unlock plan or whatever the fuck they call it now, uh, where you commit... You basically commit to, I'm going to buy iPhones until my children's children are dead. And mm-hmm. then you get to, uh, then you get to like upgrade early and and not finish, not finish paying for your new phone, uh, or or for the old phone rather. Uh, so, I would say, if you still really wanted that, that option would have been available to you. Uh, but but uh, the you've hit on. This idea of tribalism, Pierce, and, and a lot of the uh, a lot of the hype about uh, Apple products and, and the people who tend to uh, the side of I like Apple products and I like them more enough that I'm going to have like all Apple devices. Uh, they they love to say it works better, uh, but really that's not. It's not really the debate. It's the the debate is between who wants uh, 
who wants openness who wants the ability to customize their system and Mm -hmm. who doesn't want to have to think about shit like that yeah so like we have max and i have friends from college who we unlike you with whatsapp we won't buzz market them um but would uh spend a great deal of time talking about uh how max were grossly inferior uh machinery and how you would get better performance for half the price if you just like customized a dell notebook and i was like okay that's fine i understand that we want a computer for different reasons and i like being able to open the box turn it on and it works pretty much how it's going to work for the rest of the time that i have it until their planned obsolescence kicks in and my battery starts degrading very quickly. Um, but uh, so, so I think it's not, I do think that it's like a false tribalism. If you're saying works better versus works worse. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I do, I do want to get to that. Max, I feel like you're, you're, you're twitching ready, Hi. ready to talk here. Um, and, and I would just like part of this, I don't know if you're going to get to this, but this is an opportune time to, uh, to press you in the direction I was taking notes when Kevin was talking about, and it has to do with your favorite, um, Australian, uh, overdubbed commercial dealing with Apple products in some ways with him, with him going into phones. Um, um you're talking about like tablets? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it also goes with with phones here. I think that what people are buying has has changed in some ways, and and so putting putting value in the price point there is, I think, we have to think about. We're not buying, um, you know, the the laptops anymore. The definition of computer has has really changed here. So so I, I don't think that's a super important point, but I, I well maybe it is. But I, I think that you know to Kevin's point about the price, it, you know, and Sean went into part of it there is. I approach this as, as my computer because it's a thing I use mm-hmm. as a computer now. But Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. So I actually, yeah, that's a good point for me because I, I no longer have a personal computer. Mm-hmm. Um, technically, I do. I, I tried to do some, some fixing and things to it, and I don't know that it works anymore. So I just have my phone. Um, I, I don't know that the, the, the price point, like, I get it, but also for something that lasts as long as it does or how much and for how much like you use it um i guess that that was worth twice the price for me i don't think they're Mm -hmm. twice the price i think they're like five times the price but again like that that was worth it to me but it it is i guess a, a, a an internal um decision to be made right but i guess i said my question is, but what is worth twice the price? Like, you're still using the other phone all day, too. Like, there's... Well, so to me, what was worth the price for in the phone world was having all my stuff just ported over and working as is, um, and, like, having an operating system that I'm, that I'm used to using, um, and just, like, a phone that I'm comfortable with. I've gotten to the point now where I have an Apple Watch as well, so oh, God. when you say they work... Well, I wouldn't say that they just, like, work better, but they definitely work better together. Like, I don't think an Apple Watch would work very well if you didn't have an iPhone. And by I don't think, I mean, it, it like, doesn't really work. It, it's, it's not supposed it's, it's an, to. It's an iPhone accessory. It's it's yes. really not a watch on its own. Um, 
so like once you're in that ecosystem they they do kind of lock you in um Mm -hmm. the the computer situation is interesting i the the people that sean is talking about i know at least one of them finally switched to an iphone and then was like oh holy shit this is way better (laughs) (laughs) you really did it was Um, great with the computers that's a different question though like i played a lot of computer games in high school and college and so i never had a mac um Mm -hmm. and my personal computer was always a pc and my work computers were always pcs until now and so now my work computer is a mac because i am a software developer and that's what most of them use um and for that we can get into that a little bit but for that they work a lot better so there is that aspect to it where the machine works better for the job right so you've gotten to the other thing the other divide that has long been out there um I'm I'm gonna ignore. I'm sort of gonna ignore the uh, the Max don't get viruses side of things because I, whatever. That's we can talk about that later. But um, for different types of work uh, that require different kinds of software, that was probably one of the biggest reasons why people or companies chose to use the types of machines that they chose to use for the longest time the whole office suite was only available on windows computers and so there was no um there just the the mac substitutes weren't nearly as good and so if you wanted to be able to use this what was at least at that point was certainly the top of the line for like office suite software. Uh, you had to use PCs. There are mm-hmm. certain, certain things that I know. Uh, I know when we were in college, Max, you and Kevin were both engineers and I'm pretty sure we're encouraged to use PCs because of some of the stuff that you, you used. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. For yeah. me. And so, it was a lot of the time it was seen as kind of like a left brain, right brain office folks versus uh, creative types thing. Um, but now not only can you get office on Macs, like you can run a program that lets you install windows on your Mac computer and run it inside a little screen. I mean, what I do every day for my summer job right now is open up a virtual Linux machine and use that to write web scrapers. Like, you know, there even, I guess, I guess this, it's a, it's even more of a false tribalism now because having one doesn't mean you can't have both. Yeah. I, I think that that is an excellent point is, is we, you know, we entered college, uh, or at least, uh, two of us here <laughs> entered college before, uh, the the beginning of the last decade, so actually over <laughs> two decades ago, <laughs> technically. Uh, uh, so so this we're in our third decade since we started college, um, and those things have changed tremendously. I mean, the the thing you know, in Kevin's favor in, in some ways, the thing that I dealt with is we're kind of talking about oh, you know, I'm I'm doing gaming versus you know I'm uh, you know, something that is closer to a, a Linux system is useful to me and software development. I think I am maybe the most 
just average user of a computer here. I use it for web surfing and, and word processing sometimes. It's really <laughs> just for web stuff and maybe you hold uh, pictures. So, so my computer really is my phone um, in, a, in a lot of ways. So I, I think of it that way but you know to, to kevin's thing is 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 maybe it does start to mix that that tribalism and then it becomes to you really subscribe to an ecosystem because i know some people are like well i have icloud and i put my documents in there and so that i can always access them that little box that you're talking about in some ways um sean and it does expand you know uh you know, max mentioned the apple watch there's also the virtual assistant so i have one that is made by google and i i very well like it and it integrates with my calendar just like there is the i calendar and you know windows has their stuff too and i know that they've tried to catch up i see them with, with my work computer all the time so you know I, I think that you make a good point about the false tribalism but it's almost like if you subscribe to one of these ecosystems it makes everything else in that easier and so it's easy to be like i'm a google guy I'm a, an Apple guy. I am a a uh, Windows guy or person, sorry, because you start to have one thing and then they build and build and build in a way that they did not 10 years ago when, honestly, that was the first time I bought a personal computer is when I was heading to college. I mean, Kevin, I'd, I'd be interested. Is that, I don't think you have any virtual assistants, but is that something that you've kind of been opened up to with this change in your phone? Like, how you are embracing that ecosystem. I didn't even mention Google Docs, which has been a tremendous game changer for everybody because instead of being like, I have pages and I have uh, this, you just log on to a web browser and you can all edit a Google Doc. Yeah, I, I when I was getting a new phone, part of the reason I chose to get the Google Pixel as opposed to a Samsung phone is because I was like, well, I use Gmail a lot and I use Chrome a lot. So really the only thing, the only hesitation with moving away from the iPhone was iMessage. Uh, mm -hmm. And as annoying as that was for two weeks, like I don't even notice it now. Uh, but the thing that I think that is annoying is that like anything can integrate all these Google things in its services. Uh, and you say like, oh, Mac is great because you can put a Windows uh, virtual machine on it, but you can't put an Apple virtual machine on a Windows, not for anything that has to do with the machine, but just due to Apple's software and their their uh, restrictions on it. I don't think that's correct. I'm fairly certain that there's a version of like Parallels uh, for Windows. Am I wrong about well, that? My understanding is that my understanding is that you can't just buy iOS and put it on your Windows machine. But um, oh, okay, I see what you're saying. So, but anyway, so I think that yeah, I, I think it's great. Or it makes sense that things make work when you use something made by the same company because that's kind of how they're made. It just gets annoying when one company feeds off the other ones and doesn't share. Reciprocate. And another thing that. With, with I always try to I um, you know while I'm in the Android world I like to keep the Android the anti Apple people in check who are, who just get mad at everything like oh the the Thunderbolt port or whatever like that's a legitimate hardware enhancement that is that um, has actual physical improvements going on yeah. it's not just like oh Apple's like oh we want to shut everyone else shut up. and it's a side benefit for them and I'm sure they take that into account but um, 
I guess I just get a bit more annoyed on the software version. Also, I was I was wrong. I was incorrect. I think there's there's like a workaround thing that you might be able to. Yeah, do, I think it's not like it's not standard functionality. It doesn't go both ways. So point to Kevin. Point from Sean. Yeah, um, I mean, there's home homebrew ways to do it, but yeah. So it's um yeah yeah that's so, that's all fair and then and there's also the stuff where you know as you mentioned apple is very protective of its ecosystem that that even goes to um when you're on your phone like there's a reason that you have to buy all of your apps and and make all of your in-app purchases uh through apple it's so apple can get a cut so like they're they're definitely they're protecting their turf in that way Kevin, I'm curious, like, um, from a computer standpoint, like, I, I assume you use a Windows-based machine for work, and does that yes. impact what you choose to use not at work? Uh, no. Well, so, for me, it's a bit complicated because I work for a computer chip man- uh, company, and you can't, can't get our chips in Apple except for one version of the macbook which is designed for gaming so it's not really a fair question for me Hmm, that's fair uh i guess pierce what about what about you oh with with work and how it matters i mean there there for the the fancy like digital people at work um they'll get uh they'll get Macs, but it's not something that i'm i'm privy to or allowed but right. are you asking a different question? No, I get I, that's not really the question I was asking. I, I guess I meant like, like for me, my work gave me a Mac, and that made mm-hmm. me even more inclined to, to just go full Apple world because when oh. I spend my eight hours working using a Mac, I get yeah. when I first got it, like I had no idea how to do basic things on a Mac because I basically grew up with a PC, and so mm-hmm. I was wondering if like if what you have for if what your hardware for for work or school or whatever that is your professional stuff impacts what you choose to use. For your uh, personal yeah. things. So actually, at my at my old job, when I um, I was also on a Windows machine, and I didn't have a personal laptop. But if I were to get one, it probably would have been a MacBook because at the time I had the iPhone, and MacBook prices don't have that same uh, absurd price gap that the phones do. So yeah, I'd probably get one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like for you me, have I don't priced think it... MacBook Pros lately. They've got one for they've... like twelve hundred bucks. No, sir. No, you, no the fuck you MacBook. cannot. Sure you can. Go look it up. Uh, I just looked at this. Fact okay. check me again. Does so, it have like so, a half core processor looking at them. So so while Kevin is is trending towards wrong, like like Sean did earlier today, and I'm going to apologize later because that's when I'm wrong. Um, yeah, Max, I would say that uh, it really hasn't affected me. Um I, I mean, I certainly have an HP for work, and so right now I want nothing to do with HPs because the thing burns my legs; it runs so hot. But that's that's just a a non a non-starter. I, part of me wants to get a new computer because I've had the same computer for almost seven years, personally. Um, and uh, oh, the little and, baby one, the little tiny one, yeah, yeah. Uh, but but uh, yeah, no, I just I'm also. Like like I said, I'm kind of past the the personal computer or, or laptop um, equation entirely because you know what do I need it for? I probably need it just to store all my pictures and music and crap, 
and um, you know for a while there you had to pay a premium to be able to hold that and so I just got a phone that has 256 gigs of storage and so I haven't had to really worry about that and with also all the cloud stuff if I use iCloud or Amazon uh, <laughs> or Amazon Photos uh, it, it just does it it just does it automatically so I don't even really have to worry about those things anymore so again as an average consumer who's not playing games who's not streaming video on their laptop even um, these are just things that I don't even think about I mean I use this computer to, to talk to you three jokers um, but that's about it honestly uh, you know, sometimes to sign forms or order stuff online if the mobile version isn't good. But, uh, yeah, I think the definition of a computer in, in a lot of ways has changed for maybe the average person. Yeah, yeah I mean, there's been a lot of, um, you know, the last few years have been really aimed at making kind of a mid-level uh, sort of a tablet, sort of a, a computer, like the Surface, uh, the large iPad Pros, uh, they're they're really like there has been a, a movement away from, you know, it's really important for you to have uh, what you would recognize as a laptop computer for everyday use, um, and I find myself, um, you know, probably using. Um, I think part of part of this is that a lot of my summer job involves having something run for hours and hours. And so I keep my laptop just parked in one spot on my desk. And then if I'm going to like do web surfing, sitting on the couch or, or anything like that, it's probably on a tablet or on my phone. Um, but I, you know, outside of, I don't know if I were, if I were coming out, into the world now and didn't already have a laptop, I don't know that I would feel super strongly that I needed to buy one. So here's the thing. Um, in thinking about the, the, the average consumer or just the way we consume things, um, I realize that we've gotten to this this kind of these differences, which is a as a solitary, you know, these are solitary machines versus social machines. Um, I know that you can talk to people while playing games, so let's call that a, a solitary thing. Like the, the the focus is maybe not interacting with other people, depending on what you're doing. Doing work on it is usually a solitary experience. I guess for me, and the way we started this conversation is as a as a social experience. You know what what it allows you access to, what you're allowed to do with other people, what their what their uh, video chatting application is, things like that. Uh, you know, ultimately, we can say what programs it runs and everything else, but I, I think for me and maybe the average person, especially right now, whichever one facilitates that best, the people you can reach out to, um, and I think this will become more and more valuable as we learn our lessons from this time, as we redefine normal just as we've redefined what a computer is, that is going to continue to be what, what I think about. Um, and I'd just be really interested... Kevin, I, I think first off, uh, there's is is I assume that there is a FaceTime on um, on on your phone, but like how does that work right now? I use an app that anyone can use on any phone. That that's the part I don't really get. Like Face, I, it's just a video chat app that anyone can get. Yeah, 
No, I know, and we're using one right now, literally. It's just, it, it, it's, I think that the, that's where maybe the ease of everything, even though it's maybe a false ease, comes into play. Because like, oh, I'll just FaceTime. Like, it shows up in the contact. I can iMessage them. I can FaceTime them. Um, and, and things like that. It, it's just taking away that, that, that step is certainly part of it, as opposed to shortcutting towards this app that is honestly maybe better at doing the thing that you want to do. I mean, we don't use Skype anymore at work or hardly ever as a video chat because Zoom is is better, apparently. Um, and, and we don't all have Macs, so we can't use FaceTime, which may be better. And we don't use Google Hangouts. I don't really know why, but we just don't do that, um, probably for security reasons. But, I mean, that's that's interesting. There might be something better, but then there's the ease of it as a from a social perspective. I mean, we talked about closed systems a while back. Like it's, we did. It's just it's an ecosystem within the ecosystem within the ecosystem within the ecosystem. It's like it's turtles all the way down, but for uh, you know, but for phone apps, like that's that's what that is. I mean, it's it's the you know, it's having it's like you said, it's having the ability to video chat someone, be right next to their contact information, just like sending them a text or sending them an email you know there's there's some level of value to that for people not for everyone but for people so sure i mean it relies on everyone then having it it becomes useless if they don't all have it so that's yeah if if uh. one if one person <laughs> makes a change <laughs> <laughs> and and just like that, Kevin snitches on himself. Um, yeah. And and maybe yeah. this is maybe this is a moment as we probably move towards wrapping up. You know, we 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 took a brief moment to be fair at the beginning, and maybe it's fitting to take another one uh, as we sort of come to a close and say that really and truly, the problem wasn't necessarily so much with Kevin; it was with me. <laughs> <laughs> so we've been spending all this time ragging on you. We've been spending thirty months, really, uh, you yes. know, giving you shit about something, and, and it, it was an issue, at least in part, with you not getting my oh, text for, to yeah, our group for a text. week or two. But yeah. it was it was specifically messages from me, one of the iPhone users on the text, not from you. So yeah. <laughs> Max, were you going to make an unfair point? I want to give you you uh, leeway to do that. No, I think we've um, <laughs> I think we've covered it. I uh, I don't know. I like my Mac, but I like PCs. They're all good for different things, and I I do get a little frustrated when they get you into the ecosystem, and then it's like, oh, now you need Apple this and Apple that. Um, but at the same time, I like my watch, so. Right, and then you get to and then you get to airdrop something onto someone else's phone, and it's a borderline religious experience. <laughs> that is very, very pleasing. that that you know what Kevin, you were airdrop. You were asking what the thing was that makes the iPhone twice as better. That's that's it. Airdrop. Okay, I did again. I like it. I, I might go back if uh, if ever changes. But um, well, they've uh, yeah. I mean, they've they've made so. ones that are more less expensive and still really great. I mean, uh, arguably the the iPhone 11 for basically everyone is better than the 11 Pro or whatever they call it right now. I mean, that was what people said. It's still expensive, um, but you know, 
So is anything that's not like the LG semi brick phone that that you oh, can God. get. Yeah. Remember Sidekicks? Oh, <laughs> I wasn't cool enough to have one of those. I wasn't. Also, I had no one. But the difference yeah. between then and now is now I have people to be social with on my phone. Um, but uh, before I just I just didn't when when those things were popular. We're all gonna have the the what is it the Motorola Razor the new one that the screen Jeez. bends. Oh god. Yeah. Okay. But I don't. I'd, I'd say my last point is so we with the tribalism. So I really think this tribalism was built by those old I'm a Mac I'm a PC commercials. Mm-hmm. Um, and Apple, you know, won the battle. But one of my favorite uh, XKCD comics is it's just like that scene where one guy's like, I'm a Mac, I'm a PC, and they both say, and since you do everything in your web browser nowadays, most of the time, there's no difference. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's also, it's weird that that happened because, you know, John Hodgman is better than Justin Long is. So. Oh, was that John, was, is that John Hodgman? Yeah. Okay, I didn't know what John Hodgman looked like. I, I do know that Justin Long is not as good as, as John Hodgman. Though I think that Justin Long is, is self-aware enough that it's he's probably okay. Yeah, that's that's fine. Also, is he still is he still with Lauren Mayberry? This is I think that's question I, I think this this is no, it's, no, it's not. Topic. You know what? No, it's not. <laughs> yeah, it's it's important because I blame him for the most recent Church's album. That's what I'm saying. All right, I think I think the silence after that question is probably the indicator. They, they split in 2018. <laughs> That's around the time of the last Church's album. I wonder why they split. Did one of them get an Android phone? <laughs> um, yeah, there it we looks go. Like, it looks like Justin Long switched to Android, <laughs> and he now he works for Sprint. Oh, but he's in Gary Haji, which is a great show. But I think that it, in place of Justin Long apologizing, it's 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 probably my my turn to go. Yeah, I I think that's perhaps for the best. So we will uh, we'll wrap up and move on to Pierce Asari. What is on the apology docket today? Well, I I'd say that um, you know I I am actually having a a beverage while we're recording that is brewed by by New Realm. Um, brewing company out of atlanta and uh you know we had kind of a you know our our discussion there but i do want to you know in in focusing on the things that are important right now um as sean knows and uh i don't know if i shared with you both but but right at the beginning of of this moment of of really reckoning with with america's racist history and, and black lives matter and the death of the murder of george floyd and everything else um in the protests, uh, I sent a message via Instagram um, to to this brewery because they had not said anything uh, in support of Black Lives Matter, and I was just trying to understand the landscape of, of breweries in the Atlanta area. And I, I said, I think, a pretty nice message and just said, hey, I want to know what you're doing because I want to support uh, breweries that are, are thinking about this and being thoughtful. And so what I am, I guess, apologizing for this, this week is I mean I am apologizing is is patience. Um, after about a week, uh, this brewery did put something up and and, and talked about what they're going to be doing and the steps that they're going to be taking. And I think patience is really important right now. And I've had to do that at work. I've had to do that in life with some people. Um, 
you know, if, if, if you go and you read a book like How to Be an Anti-Racist, which is an incredible book, um, it takes a little bit of time to read and, and to, to pull that in or to watch 13th or, or just to have conversations with people. So in thinking about how to, you know, focus on anti-racist ideas and causes and in undoing things that have been around for hundreds and hundreds of years, um, you got to be patient. So I was, I was kind of quick to judge, oh, they haven't done anything yet, but, but New Realm, I think like a lot of other people had to realize, okay, what are we going to do? How are we going to do it? And, uh, so I apologize for, for being impatient and, um, I will try to be as patient as, as I can, because this is not something that is solved in a moment. Um, but you can, uh, take a little bit of time and, and be very thoughtful about things. So, so be patient. Okay. Um, all right. Well, we will close the show as we do with a big idea from pop culture. Um, I haven't had a ton of time to come up with a, a, a new thing and, and immerse myself in a new thing since the last time we recorded. Uh, but I have been steadily working through um, a book that I started in January. Uh and put down for a, a long time, which is uh, A Brief History of Seven Killings by Marlon James. It's a novel set in, uh, largely in Kingston, Jamaica, in the 70s. Uh, and it's a, a fictionalized narrative around that centers around the real attempt to assassinate Bob Marley. Uh, and it's... Uh, it, it's written, it's point of view chapters for the uh, Song of Ice and Fire lovers. Um, and, and it's just, I mean, I'm not sure what to say other than it's its really good. I've been reading before bed and I've had a couple of, uh, a couple of nights recently where I, I put it down, like right before I'm about to go to sleep and just go, oh, whew, holy shit, that was... Uh, that was a doozy of a chapter. Uh, he's he's a really talented writer, and uh, I think I think it won the Man Booker Prize, maybe, um, or at the very least, it was a finalist. I'm not. Let me look. I actually have it on my desk. Uh, it is the winner of the Man Booker Prize, which I don't know exactly what that means, but I do know that it's prestigious. Um, so, if you are looking for stuff to read uh you know i think i think at some point i may have mentioned uh feeling like in this time it's not important it's not just important to read stuff like how to be an anti-racist but to uh to be intentional about bringing work from black creators in other phases of um, art, culture, entertainment, whatever you want to call it, into your life. So don't just read How to Be an Anti-Racist. Don't just read Between the World and Me, but find uh, find black novelists and read their work. Um, listen to more music that's made by black people and not just hip-hop. Um, there's a lot of really great black, a lot of really great queer punk music. Like Find stuff like that. Uh, and so mm -hmm. if that's something that you are 
also interested in in making more of an intentional part of your life, I would highly recommend a brief history of seven killings. Um, we mentioned the the library before, and if you if you want my copy, uh, I'll be done with it soon, and we'll happily mail it to you. Um, so uh, it's a, a great read, and I hope some of you will check it out after hearing this. Uh, that is the end of the show. You can find us on Facebook or Twitter at Pretty OK Pod or at our home on the web at www.prettyokpod.com. You can subscribe to the feed on your podcast app and device of choice. If you do that, please leave us a rating, review, comment, that sort of thing, or just tell a friend about the show. We'd love to share with them as well. We'll be back next week to talk about something else. Until then, I'm Sean. I'm Pierce. I'm Max. I'm PC. Thanks for listening. Bye. Now it's time to